Now we are recording. Okay. This is episode 47? 47. Episode 47 of the Strong and Petty Podcast. This is another one where we're doing it. We're flying by the seat of our pants with no producer. We're Devin, to credit to Devin, he's learning how to do this stuff. So if there's any kind of a mistake, this fu- guy, fuck it. That's what it's, that's the way it happens. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Uh, we're here in a whole new location, a whole new venue. You can see behind us here. We're at Iron Age Gym, my gym here in uh, in Winnipeg. Um, this will probably be. This might be the new home. This might be our location for a little while. Uh, Beaks died. We'll just leave. He died. Beaks died. Yeah, he fell off a cliff, died on impact. Very sad stuff. Yeah. Rest in peace. He's not uh, like me. He can't fall and uh, waddle away. Yeah. We do have, uh, you'll notice this this large man who I very strategically placed on the middle so I could be on the end and I'd angle him a little bit Yeah, here. kind of funny how they put the small guy at the far left, eh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have, um, we'll, well, I'll let you give a rundown of your actual, your accolades and lifting and stuff, but the man who has become known as uh, the world's strongest spotter, Andrew Langlar. Yeah, thanks for having me down. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean... Um, Lifting wise, yeah, I've been competing since 2014. Which Hold on, let's get, we'll get, we'll, I want to get, I wanna get oh. a little bit into the details of your lifting stuff, but I want to. Um, we uh, we're not we're not exactly the most like timely podcast here. We're not very no. good at we're not uh, <laughs> we're not like trendy or, or whatever. But um, before we get into too much about about yourself, whatever. Um, Enough people, about you. Yeah, yeah. I, yes, I also, yes, yeah yes. Back I to us. I have things that I want to talk about. <laughs> no, but people will recognize you from a, a video that's been going around for the last little while. Um, I guess about a week now. A more yeah, a about a week. A little, a little more than a week. Uh, it's kind of gone semi-viral. We've seen like uh, Instagram pages like Too Buff for this and stuff uh, share it, which who has he's like a quarter of a million followers something or something like, like that, that yeah. something insane. Um, a couple over strong and petty, not much. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. gave a little bit of a boost, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, the, the video, the one we're talking about, can you can you kind of give, for anybody who hasn't seen it, can you give a description of what exactly happens and what what that what the moment was like? Uh, yeah, so pretty much um, finished competing, and they were short volunteers, so a friend of mine's running, and that's all about. So I figured, yeah, I'll, I'll back spot. It's not too too strenuous. Little did I know. <laughs> and uh, so young lifter comes up, and, uh, you know, he hits that classic sticking point, and I can kind of see him. He's going up, pushing, 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 and he comes skyrocketing up yeah. and gets, well, you saw, super upright. Um, the guy's wrist started to go, and at the point it was, I'm kind of watching, and it's like slow-mo. I'm like, hey, this guy's wrist is going to snap right. or he's going to bail right and it was there where he, he bailed and uh i wish i could say it was some heroic thing but it was kind of like next thing i knew it was a bar in my arms and i'm like well <laughs> it has to be back up there so it may as well go back up there yeah and so i kind of just you know zertured it up and stuck it on the rack here's, and here's then a, <laughs> the I room's have, quiet <laughs> that's I why i popped the question flex. for you yeah was there a moment where you were like i can make this a fucking thing like when you were when you were when you were at the bottom of it because you could have put it down <laughs> Were you like, this will be cooler if I put it on the fucking rack? Or was it just sort of like, yeah. you, just, you just put the weight away kind of thing? Literally, so like, a lot of people have asked me that. And I, I was a home mover for six years. Okay. And what it was is like, my instinct is, oh no, the china cabinet, catch. Right, right. And so literally, it was like, there's a bar in my arms. It has to be up there. I don't want to put this thing down and unload it, so I just put it there. And then the, <laughs> the, room's, the room's dead silent, yeah. so I just pop a little flex, kind of like, you know, yeah, lighten yeah. the mood a little bit. And uh, yeah, next thing I know, someone's like, that was awesome. And I'm like... 
Oh, okay. Because I, <laughs> I was there. And it's one of those things where it's like now that we've all seen the video 100 times, you see the bar rolls out of the guy's wrist. You see um, the side spotters. I mean, they did the right thing just to get the fuck out of the way. They're not, you know, they're not going to catch anything from that position, right? Like, yeah. I've uh, the, the problem was when you see like a very hyper specific video like this, where it's like a very powerlifting thing. It's a comp- powerlifting competition where a mistake was made, a bar was dropped. Those things happen. It's whatever. But you see people being like, well, those side spotters should have been fucking whatever. It's like, what the fuck should they have done? Like, they, like, it's when, when they, a free fall 425, it like, was it's a split just, second. Yeah, it's just you just get out of the way yeah. of it. And, and so, some people don't get out of the way of it. You were fortunate to be exactly in the position you needed to be in. Yeah, no, I got. I'll be very clear. Like, I got very, very lucky. Um, never ever do that. And I no, put that in the yeah, caption, yeah, and, that's worth pointing you out. Know, I will admit, like the internet's been surprisingly civil to the poor young lifter. Um, I expected it to be a lot worse, but you know, it's like people are saying, "Oh, the side spotters didn't do anything," and you know, I've kind of been playing it off like, "Yeah, they didn't want to steal my rep," but like, <laughs> what were they gonna do? Well, I'm right. gonna, I'm, like, I'm the idiot who was like, "Oh, bar, I need they, to catch." They would this. have to, in perfect unison, <laughs> catch that bar. Yeah as two different independently thinking people and put it back. You know what I mean? It it just doesn't. And I mean, like I said, that really exposes the people who understand what's happening in that video versus the people who don't understand. hundred percent. I mean, I do think there's a lot of comments about the the prayer hand spotting, which I think is a different conversation altogether. But again, it's like, it also brings out the question of, you know, why do we use certain power from use 500 pounds? Is that's the threshold of having five spotters? But I mean, why is that our threshold? Why isn't it much lower? I don't think they were doing the prayer hands. I think they were just each getting ready to hold your giant balls. <laughs> is what I think it was. Ready to cup one each. Yeah, it's yeah. just what it was. Yeah, yeah I think that was yeah. more what they were going for. Yeah, there. and it was. It's like a like I, I was there. I was I was in the 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 room there watching it. And like you said, it got it got really quiet because it was like that could have been catastrophic for you. You know what I mean? Like for the, as the as the spotter, like you catching it like. And you said it's it's funny it's lucky that he was in just the right position, but also it's very lucky that you've been training for ten years and have pretty you know what I mean like yeah, you put it's, a small it's dude. lucky that you did that yeah. it's lucky you that you put a small dude behind that catches that nurture right and he yeah. tears both biceps he tears both biceps <laughs> and also gets dragged to the fucking ground and probably <laughs> smashes his face you know all kinds of crazy shit could happen with that so when you had some marks on your arms yeah you know, like I said I had I mean, um, they're kind of healed now I had a little bruise on each forearm and a scuff from the the knurling there but right. I mean it, it's a it's a long standing thing that I've talked about with powerlifting is have the open men lift first for sure right yeah. i mean it's been back since kelly branton was still in the cpu uh you know we have guys squatting 700 plus 900 plus pounds like look no one's going to be able to spot that safely regardless except for us right so why not let us get it out of the way first because right. let's, let's face facts no one's coming to watch super heavyweights anymore right uh, unless yeah. you're talking about jesus Oliveira's, and he's really the only super heavyweight on the, you know other than like dan bell on the untested side that you still hear mentioned regularly as one of the tops of the powerlifting the lighter weight classes where the guys are frankly just more jacked, more muscular, and the women are mm. bringing in bigger crowds. Mm. And the junior women um, have done a great job of that in Manitoba. Mm. But you look at the crowd size, I mean, you were there both days. It was three times the size on the second day. Right. So let us big boys get out there, let the fatties lift first, right. and then we'll spot for the rest of the weekend. Like right. you're saying, there's right? more people watching the younger girls in the... 100%. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. look at, even on Instagram, you got like Jessica Butner, you've got, um, oh, I can't remember her name. She just broke the, hit the 600 kilos at Sheffield. Yeah. Uh, but you've got all of these women who are, you got these massive followings now. They're the ones growing the sport. Well, because a lot of the, the young girls, let's face it, they're, they're smaller, better looking girls who have a big social media following, and then they get into a sport like powerlifting, and it creates a big crowd. Yeah. Yeah. And let's, let's, be, let's be honest. It's, it's yeah. what but, what, but whatever's drawing attention, you yeah. know what I and mean? And they're like, also stupidly strong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I mean, but, like, we've seen this say it's been marketing yeah. since the 70s, right? Like, yeah. attractive women sell products. And right. so if we're trying to grow this sport and they're the ones drawing the following, 
I think we'd be foolish not to put that at the forefront. Right. So if we give them the prime time, and then hey, we have the benefit of the big guys are available to spot. Which well, we all we just trash them. Yeah, we. <laughs> That's totally fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you have a very different attitude than I have. Where I just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you're you're small and pretty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought. Well, I was. Well, I, you're not I call in the, the open. I call the yeah. the men U80 open small and pretty too, so it doesn't really matter. But <laughs> they, but it's and it's something to be said too. I think that like generally speaking, obviously not all the time. But generally speaking, when you're talking about like the men's opens, you're talking about some of the more experienced lifters in the in the competition. That's and I'm, and not always, but I'm saying that like that's a lot of the guys who get that big have done it over time, and and that's why they've been around for a long time. So to have those guys available and uh, in your case willing and able to uh, spot those things makes a big difference too, because it's like guys who can um, think quicker in those kind of scenarios, who can help to protect the lifters better, and like you said, who are also bigger and stronger too. So that's not going to hurt anything either, right? Um, have you, so, uh, but you, I think you noticed a little bit of like a, a social media boon and stuff from the, how many followers you get? Yeah. So I've booked, how, many, how many horny comments did you get? How many I, noticed, get I, noticed a, I noticed a few of those more, more than uh, those are the tame ones, man. You should have seen some of the DMS <laughs> really? mostly from men. Just a lot of oh, I bet it's a lot of, yes. A lot oh of yeah. Just sure, absolutely yeah. heinous. Uh, anything that was a picture I didn't open. I wasn't brave enough what? for that. <laughs> Come on. No, That's no, awesome. I, I'm not that brave, but, uh, yeah, I was, it's, it's been pretty crazy. Cause like I said, I mean, too buff for this. He's at like 1.3 million. I think United lifters, um, posted it in the States there. And it's at again, like 1.3, 1.4 million. And crazy. Just got another to repost today so it's pretty crazy how much it's blowing off um and but i think i've i've about doubled in followers i'm about 3150 now Dude, wow. you were you were so 15 like, something when yeah, I, I was 15 two something <laughs> two weeks ago and yeah. it's kind of that's awesome so it's been a pretty cool boon and um i mean you Let's know kind of make some shirts and sell them yeah yeah you guys, say, are, you guys are merchandising some kind sure. of some kind of yeah. spotter themed shirt we gotta yeah. get that going so i mean anyone's got any ideas i'm not creative pads on the inside of the shirt yeah yeah there you go that's that's what we need be like those stone sleeves but better because you because you were at you were at provincials and you had a pretty good little day yourself there too yeah and that's kind of the funny thing is i mean i i broke ben down's long-standing total awesome. which was yeah. not planned on the day um and i mean honestly it's kind of nice because i think we can all agree that third deadlift was a sandbag i didn't know it was going to be yeah <laughs> you know it's like it was, it was 727 right yeah well, so it, looks, I, it looks like you could have done two reps right there if you needed to two more reps if you needed I, to honest i don't like to speculate but i think i had 760 in me i, I, I mean that doesn't sound crazy it, to yeah. say that yeah it's uh, i mean you know what it, it, it you do what you do but i mean i kind of coach and i walked in and we figured yeah you know what we pulled so i test off of uh, blocks usually okay. i just find a deadlift from the floor fatigues me too much so we'll test off a two inch block two weeks three weeks out so we pulled 727 or 725 in the gym on a whippier bar off blocks we're like okay that'll be there like 705 will be there from the ground on meat day for sure mm -hmm. no matter what but you know like we just went in and we're like okay you know like 707 320 kilos 704 that's that's the goal and so we opened up light. Like I, I always open super light. I mean, I, there were a couple of uh, lifters who nearly bombed out. And I think one did, um, just opening too heavy. Mm. So, I mean, for me, it's always something I can just walk into the gym. I don't care if I got the flu. I can hit it. Just get a number in. Just like a back pocket lift. Like yeah, like I think I opened there. it like 640, which is yeah. you know 30 pounds under my old PR. Um, right. So we jumped up to 315, which was a 20-pound PR because it just moves so fast. Right. And that one moves so fast. And my coach, uh, he kind of goes, well, do you, you need 320 for the total. You want another five kilos? And I was like man, the goal is 2,000 pound total this year, not now. Like just, you know, <laughs> you know like the, the record will come. I'm, I'm right. 27. I got some time to, you know, get an open record. I said, like, give me another 15 kilos, give me another 30 pounds. And we threw that on and it, it flew. Yeah. So it's kind of nice though, because now this catch has overshadowed all this and no one's asking me why I sandbagged it. <laughs> you know? So it's, I kind of get away with that, that poor, well, I mean, not poor number call, but you know, just an unforeseen pull. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, is it when you, when you have a, when you have a third attempt that just like flies like that, 
obviously you look back and you're like, fuck, I should have done this, I should have done that. But it's like, if you didn't know it was going to move like that, you didn't know it was going to move like that. Well, right? like, you know what? It, one of the unexpected things, like usually a meet will just wipe me out. Like I'm, oh. I'm done for 10 days. That's, okay. I've always said I, I love competing. I hate the two weeks before and after. Right. I, I don't like having to taper. I find it very boring. I, I'm in the gym to train because I love to train. And I don't like being wiped. But so the benefit of that kind of sandbag is like, I've actually been feeling pretty okay. And so I started training for your novice show yeah. um, and just doing some axle bar pulls and I hit 655 Which for is going to be a five. little light for you guys. There's, there's a few guys that's going to be... Uh, there's three or four that this is going to be... That's okay. Well, you know what? Gord has been bullying me since 2014 <laughs> to try Strongman and he's yeah. finally won. Yeah, so we'll, we'll let Gord have his victory. He's got the old man persistence. Yeah. We, he's the guru of grump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is exactly him. Yeah. You, yeah you, like, I'm, I'm, we're looking forward to There's a few guys that are... So last year we had like say Thrones did the the novice competition, yeah. And this year you're doing it, and like Kelsey did. I mean she she was a little more involved in strong women yeah. than you guys, but it's just nice to have these guys who are uh, I I don't know if you'd even see yourself this way, but who are leaders in the powerlifting community in Manitoba coming over and doing this and being like, look at you can do this, and and there's nothing bad will happen. You're not gonna like you're not gonna gain. Uh, twenty pounds of body fat by doing strongman. <laughs> you're not gonna like nothing like which is I, I and uh, yes, it's an unsanctioned show. It's not you know you're not it's not working towards anything. I'm sorry, but like I think that so often uh, people who lift in the MPA specifically get a little hyper focused on what this meet is leading to is like you know and like it's like say people didn't do the, the WRPF meet, which I wish they would have just because it's not it wasn't an MPA meet and it wouldn't lead to nationals and all that stuff. And I think that guys like you and Thrones and um, like uh, another another young guy, uh, Owen Corrigan, who did the, yep. the the juniors, he um, he's doing it too, and it's just it's really nice to see guys who are just like not like afraid is the wrong word, but who aren't afraid to just to test themselves and try something different and do something else, and like it's it's not gonna fucking it's not gonna hinder your training for powerlifting, it's not gonna make you like so all of a sudden you do some overhead pressing so your bench is gonna fucking go down like that doesn't that doesn't happen you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's just it's great to see the guys that are making a little bit of a jump over. I, and, I know and, you had posted your. You know, my bench doesn't carry him overhead, and you hit that 225 for three push press. Um, but I've I, and never I, I, had a good overhead press. No, and, and <laughs> I, I had the worst overhead press, and I started strongman. Yeah. Um, and then I, I never benched anymore, and I just drilled overhead press because I sucked at it. I was brutal. I took a zero. My whole first year of strongman, I took a zero to 200-pound log the whole first year. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was brutal, man. Every comp, I just walked up to try my best, took another zero. It was just, <laughs> it was just it was rough times. And uh, I never benched. Um, and from just doing overhead, my bench increased from 425 to 475. Oh right. wow! Yeah, um, I, and, and I never touched it. I did a six-week bench prep, pulled my pack, still pulled four seventy-five. See, and I would do, and I would do the opposite, where yeah. I would stop doing log for a while and then just do bench, and then I would. This was when I was very still yeah. very green, so those kind of those kind of changes can be made. But I would switch over back to log and I would hit a PR. You know what I mean? There's something to be said for just getting better at pressing. Well, I think to it's get a big part of it is just you know? overhead press. A big part of it is if you're good with your leg drive. A big part is it building massive triceps. Yeah. Which then, I'm a very narrow grip bencher, translated to a better bench press. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, I think that a lot of powerlifting in general, and a lot of this is with the whole, like, you know, all these top lifters where, you know, flex coaching systems and that, where they've got these genetic freaks, where you give them anything, they're going to get stronger. Right. And I think people look at that and go, okay, well, I should train hyper-specific. I should train, like, an Olympic weightlifter. Yeah. And there was a guy I remember I was in high school with named uh, Chris Karen. He doesn't lift anymore, unfortunately, but he was training for the Pan Am Games, and he was clean and jerking like 385 in high school is like he, the, is he, he was a guy who went to brick house i don't think i don't think he trains anymore oh okay. i haven't seen him in a couple of years uh, i'll have to a friend of mine is still uh, close with him i'll have to reach out but yeah like this kid was my height he was 240 with a six pack in grade 12 oh, like, he was okay. an animal but he'd be training five five hours a day wow that was all he did but uh, i digress but so like you know i think a lot of these 
junior lifters see these guys training hyper specific and kind of more like an Olympic weightlifter, and they go, "Oh well, I need to bench four times a week." Right. And it's like, "Well, no, right. no, you don't. It's not that skill specific." Yeah, there's a skill to it, but you can get very, very good results. I mean, I only train bench a week, uh, twice a week. You know, I squat once a week, I deadlift once a week. But a lot of them, it's like, well, what happened to accessory movement, right? Like, what happened to going and hitting your heavy volume and then training like a bodybuilder and this, getting that muscle back? I'm so glad yeah. you brought that up because this is something that I wanted to talk to you a little bit about. Was you uh, a lot? You through Iron Image in Selkirk are yeah. now taking clients, right? For for uh, I am, yeah. On- online or in person or how- uh, online co- coaching? Uh, I I could do some in person if people want to, but it's okay. more on an as-needed basis. And right. so funny enough, that was not planned either. Right. Um, Tom and I have been working. Uh, Tom runs an awesome operation out there. And so Tom and I have been talking about that probably for a month now. And we've heard, well, you're coming back to Provincials. We'll do it as like, hey, you're returning to the platform. You're returning to coaching. I just happened to have a good day. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> kind of worked out okay in yeah, the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that's that's very much my training philosophy is like, you know, one... Because that's what I wanted to ask you is just yeah. like, the the a lot of the the coaching that this is and this is all as per thrones he tells me stuff because I'm not I, I'm not privy to this kind of information when it comes to powerlifting stuff but he says that a lot of the coaches in Manitoba are hyper focused on high frequency very specific training so it's like always comp squatting always comp benching always whatever right yeah. um and it doesn't sound like you t- you completely subscribe well, to that how idea. many times you seen this guy week one week ten day one lift two yeah. Every week, you go through some people's Instagrams, yeah. and it's literally the same movement mm-hmm. month after month after month, and then they go to meet, like, ah, I didn't PR. Yeah. You year off-season, man, but you've been doing the exact same hyper-specific shit. Right. And not adding in the volume accessory stuff that you need, the hyperchie work that you're saying. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too, and so, like, I mean, well, we've known of each other, at least for a very long time. I mean, uh, I my first competition, I weighed 230 pounds, and that was up about 50 from graduating grade 12 the year before right. uh nowadays i walk around about 305 pounds and how tall are you uh six foot six 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 yeah yours I, okay i knew i knew you were taller than me but i didn't i remember yeah. when i was there it's yeah. that, uh, <laughs> those those dutch viking genetics yeah but, yeah uh, wow six, six, i mean six. i think there's i'm a bit of an anomaly in the way i train for one you know where yeah i'm not hitting super hyper specific stuff and honestly i've only just now started extending my rest periods up until uh, maybe December, I was doing two minute rest periods on my squad volumes and stuff because really? I just I was rushing it between in the morning, you know, getting on that Jocko Willing grind, like I get it before <laughs> work, you know. And yeah. so I kind of said, okay, well, I'm going to take this competition seriously. I got to start training in the evening and extend it a little bit. And so I started taking, you know, eight to 10 minute rest periods. And I think that's helped a lot. But I've had the other way, and maybe a little more important even, is that I've had the same coach for eight years now. Shout him out. Who's your coach? Uh, Guy Page. Okay. Out of acceleration performance, so you know he worked with Ben Downs back in the day, CJ yeah. Stewart. Yeah, he he her. owns acceleration. Uh, if that, is that yeah, right? he's uh, either owns or he's heavily involved in it. Yeah, I'm okay. Too sure. Uh, him and Sherwin over there. But so I've had the same coach all this time. Sherwin, and that's the okay, case. Sherwin, yeah, yeah that's he's, uh, he's, he's, he's the, the basketball guy, right? So, yes. um, I've been with the same guy for all this time, and you know, even with the strongman prep, you know, a couple guys have asked me like, "Oh, like you're gonna talk to Devin or Tyler?" No offense to either of you guys, but it's like he's a smart enough guy, and yeah. he knows my body. Yeah, he can read an article and figure out what I have to train. Right. So why would I give up that eight years of knowledge just to try something different? No, that's a, that's right? a great point. And, and why let's would, be like, honest: if you needed technique work. You could come train with me and tie to any of our gyms. Well, listen, I'm coming out to your, your log seminar. Though, right. right? Like, it's yeah. like, if I need yeah. some technique work, I'll yeah. come get some technique work. Yeah. It's, but it's, it's, different, the, it's different to, to say, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you with a specific implement versus I have to take, as your coach, I have to learn everything about you and what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And then also we're going to put that inside an eight-week block that we're going to train for this novice competition. That just doesn't make fucking sense. No. You know what I mean? No, like, exactly. Just, and it's that's the thing, right? You can't 
people once you had a coach for a long time like they know your load management they know what right. movements you respond well to right. they know where you lose strength quickly right? right and so i think a lot of the junior lifters i mean and i've had this conversation very openly with many of them stop switching coaches and right. go up to weight classes right yeah, yeah. you know if you're if you're 18 to 20 <laughs> i'm just serious if you're, i didn't if you're, know i had two of tyler here if you're, if you're 18 to 21 you're basically naturally on juice just yeah, eat yeah. a bunch of food. Women yeah. don't care about your abs. No. You know, like, just get kind of fat, maintain it till you're 25, and then if you want a six-pack, you can have a six-pack and have some not, mature you muscle You don't maintain mass. it until you're 36? <laughs> I mean, I haven't, I haven't had a six-pack since I played water polo, so I'm like, I, I'm, I'm living I'm, proof that women don't care about your abs. <laughs> exactly. One woman does not care hey, about hey, One hey, woman nice. specifically. <laughs> the best woman don't care <laughs> yeah, about yeah, your abs. Yeah, that's right. The woman. The woman. But, uh, yeah, but no, you know, I think it's so important, and I mean, like, a lot of these... And my mom thinks I'm cute, too. There you go. There we go. That's two women. Two important women moms yeah. but um you know it's like i think there's a lot of these new lifters where they come in and hey you know what they want to stay lean they want to stay shredded great cool they're progressing but it's like you'd make so much progress if you added a little bit of hypertrophy and just built like crazy right and, and eating a bit of a uh, uh not a deficit uh um, surplus surplus Could yeah and i mean like just a little bit i yeah. got i got really lucky where like i said when i first started powerlifting training i was working 60 hours a week i was lifting five days a week i was playing water polo seven days a week two hours a day my bulking diet was 7500 calories right my young idiotic self decided i can do that in chicken and rice and broccoli <laughs> big mistake <laughs> yeah god um, forbid you put a little fat so on it. <laughs> a good good buddy of mine uh do you know andrew ron Caden? i don't think so okay he's been around for a long time he hasn't competed in a few years but uh he, I met up with him at the old Centennial City Gym, and he kind of said, hey, like, you're a pretty strong guy. You ever thought of powerlifting? I'm like, I've never heard of this. So he yeah. taught me to bench properly and stuff, and then I was complaining to him one day, and he goes, if your problem can be solved with pizza and milkshakes, it's yeah, not a problem. It's not a real problem. Well, how, yeah, how old are you now, Andrew? 27. Oh, shit. So you're still young in terms of your strength potential. Because I, I think that what you, like, what you say, too, is like you saying the specific advice of go up to weight classes. I don't think that's based on nothing. I think that you see that a lot. And, again, I, and I don't mean to – I do a lot of shitting on the MPA and the, and the stuff, but it's all from a place of, like, love. But, uh, like, I see a lot of really small lifters, and I see a lot of lifters that stay small, and, I, and I, don't, I don't really understand that because their numbers aren't reflecting that this weight class is working for them. When I see a lot of these, uh, like, we had, a, we had a, a bench-only MPA. We have bench provincials here, bench-only provincials. Yeah. And we had a lifter who did a, a, a geared lift, like a, a shirted lift, and he bombed 275 three times. It's like, you're just not big and strong enough yet. Where if a 275 geared lift at a provincial level is outside of your range, you just need to rethink where you're at then because you're not getting strong enough. And this guy's yeah. been lifting for a long, long time. You know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah. you got to experiment with something. Try getting heavier. Try, you know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. and, if, it, and if you don't love it, okay, guess what? It's pretty easy to reverse. Well, you know, you know the, it's easy to say that too but i mean the other thing is there's no incentive for these lifters to get bigger because the totals just aren't there and so i recently just accepted the uh competitions chairperson role because frankly i'm just it needs to change where provincials for a long time has been you do one local meet and you walk into provincials right but then all these kids i mean like can you, can you the, explain what that means that the totals aren't there? yeah so uh powerlifting obviously scored off of a total lift the combination of your squat deadlift and bench and to get to provincials there's a qualifying total you have to hit okay. and it's not very high it's okay. it's remarkably low but then to get to westerns you only as a 120 plus man need to hit a total of it works out to about 15 30 pounds which is not very much for a guy who weighs over 260 right and to be a regional no, that's level not. no yeah. but then the jump from that to nationals and especially because now they're adjusting the nationals totals for 2025 it's like a 130 kilo jump wow 
And so like what I'm proposing right now, because Quebec just did this, is look, we need to raise our qualifying totals to match regionals to put pressure on them to raise that up. Right. Because right now, you can be training for a year and make it to regionals. Right. So there's nothing to chase for. Right. Whereas, you know, like, yeah. I mean, to be fair, when I started lifting, I was the literal first 120 sub-junior lifter in Canada. I had the records for like six years. What year was that? Down. 2014. Okay. It was well, my first competition in the 2015. So, you know, it, not yeah, wait, we're, that t- we're talking 10 years ago, though. Talking 10 years yeah. ago, but, yeah. I mean, the sport in 10 years has exploded. Right. Um, but, you know, 10 years ago, like, I was the only guy. But then, like I said, I had to still get up two weight classes just from where I was to get those records. Right. That was the only reason was because there were records established in the 105 that I couldn't touch. Right. Um, so I went up to the 120s just because, hey, they all take the records. Why not? They're right. there. Yeah, so yeah. I had incentive to go up. Right. But there's no incentive for people to go up a weight class because there's no real – like there's no reason to do it. You can qualify. See, this is it's so funny because this is where there's such a a disconnect between me and the way that these guys think. Where it's like there's no incentive to get bigger and stronger. That that's the incentive. Yeah. Don't you want to be bigger and stronger? You know what I mean? Like, 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 like and I understand that there's like a sport aspect to this, and they're trying to be competitive and all that stuff. But like, to me, that was what drove me to do strongman and to get out of any kind of weight class stuff. I've been an open competitor since 2016, where um. Like McDowell, would you be like, well, do you want to stay smaller or do you want to get bigger? I'm like, well, I want to get bigger, and that was and that was the only motivation yeah. I really needed. Um, luckily, that's like being in the open division is really the only way to do pro strongman in, in Canada right now, so that works out well. But it's just like I said, it's just such an interesting disconnect to me where it's like, why do I? Why would I want to get bigger and stronger? You just use the two words that that, that say why you should want to do that. You should want to get bigger and uh, that, and that's just me. I, 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 no, I, I totally agree. I mean, like, there's a lot of lifters at the high level where. You know, I mean, you look at uh, Pana in France. He's a great example where he's a really thin guy. Mm. And, I mean, I'm never going to critique him because he's absurdly strong and I'm, I'm just not in a position to be doing that. But a lot of the young lifters look at that. And I think they, they look at that and they go, okay, well, that's where I should be is in this lean, wiry weight class. Right. But, I mean, if you look back even a couple of years, like Ben Langley, when he was here, he was a 74 kilo, but that guy was jacked. Right. Like, he looked like he could have stepped on a bodybuilding stage and won MABA. He was right. huge, right. awesome guy. I think he's in Ontario now, Air Force, something like that. Um, and then now I think you've got uh, like Jared James um, fit as his Instagram handle. I think he's in the 66. I think he's our top lifter by dot score, okay. so like by body weight coefficient. The dude's a 66, but he's jacked. Like right. He's filled out that class. He's muscular. And it's like a lot of these guys, hey, if you're six feet tall, you should be 105. Right. You should be at 105, and you'll be a jacked 105. Right. I think a lot of guys think, okay, if I go up in this weight class, I'm going to be this big fat slob. No, you're you're going to get really, really jacked. Right. Like people don't realize that. I mean, I'm 308 pounds, and I've been hopped on a DEXA scan the other week, and I was 27 and percent body fat. Right. So I'm not a thin guy, but you know, like guys, hey, 20 percent body fat, you got some kind of visible abs. Right. So you can get pretty jacked. Yeah, it's just moving up a weight class. I think yep. a lot of guys are just scared that they're going to turn into. You know, a, a fat couch slob instead a of being, being a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well they, they, you know. they they think that they're going to suddenly turn into uh, like a West Side triple ply geared lifter when it's like they made every effort they had to be that big and so fat. have we, you know have we created I mean? a like, culture yeah. that is now accepting that is that why people are thinking that's for more str- normal for strongman for for powerlifting is that the way the culture's shifted no I think it's the it, 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 it shifted shift, yeah it's shifting into more what what I think what Andrew's saying which yeah. is like away from this idea of like like I said it was funny because like. I would use this example. Like when we, when I was back at, at McDowell's, um, I was talking to a guy recently. I bumped him at the bar, and he was like, "Man, 
He's like, I've never been to a gym before. He's like, because he lost a bunch of weight, looked great, whatever. And I was like, damn. He's like, well, I was trying to be fat at McDowell's. He's like, I've never been to a gym before where I would walk in and guys would be like, damn, like you look fucking fat, man. Like that's sick. You know, like it was like a, <laughs> like it was like a big compliment. You know what I mean? Where he's like, dude, like fucking keep it up. You look fucking huge. Yeah. And it's like I can really relate to that too. Where it was like. You know, like 300 was always this number where it's like, man, if I could weigh 300 pounds, that would change my fucking life. And, um, you know, you do everything you can to get there as fast as you can. And and it's just that's why I mean, there's such such a disconnect between between me and people who try to stay smaller where I was like, that was just the opposite of my mentality. I'm training with Dom, who's 350. And I was like, well, I'll never be as as big as that, but I should try to get as big as I can inside of what's like real, like realistic for me. And I never needed like a. A real kick in the ass for that because I was like, well, I just want to be like everybody else around me. Even Deloli was huge at that point. You know what I mean? Deloli must have been fucking, like two seventy or two. Yeah, they were all really then. big guys at this point. Yeah. I'm like, and I was two thirty when I started doing strongman, and yeah. I was like, I got a lot of work to do to be able to hang with these guys. So it was just, and like, and I think that also goes to what you were saying, just to to put back on track to what you were saying before with the totals and stuff. Like, if you raise these numbers, people will meet them. Yeah, you know I mean, what people I mean? still people want to do the competitions. It's not like they don't want to be there, right? But like. There's just not that incentive for right. people to really push and really like push their bodies and grow their bodies to get to that level. And I mean, it's not I think the other thing too is a lot of people are just scared of, you know, I need a CPAP and you know, there's no yeah. weight classes in the jungle and that stuff. But it's like I mean, look, I I pretty comfortably, like if I just don't do anything uppercase. I pretty comfortably walk around, maybe 280 if i'm just not focusing on my body weight i'm just maintaining like i can just comfortably yeah, maintain that yeah we lost the stream there <laughs> no 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 it's still we're still rolling oh okay just, um yeah but uh you know it's like so i i weighed 315 once when 2018 and then i, I lost a bunch of weight over covid just my mom got sick and i couldn't train in the gym so i had a, a shift were you trying weight. to weigh 315 back then i was and yeah so okay. my coach again Listen to your coach when you're young because they're usually right and you're going to be eating your words in five years. (laughs) I was working um, way too much, just, you know, want to get through school debt free and stuff. And then I was doing school full time. and I was like, well, I don't need to sleep. I'll just eat more food. (laughs) Turns out you cannot (laughs) offset four hours of sleep a night with 6,000 calories. (laughs) So that's a spoiler alert for all of the young kids up there. Yes, they they fill very different cups. And so... um, I still haven't learned that. I don't (laughs) know. (laughs) You talked to the wrong fucking guy. I don't do the whole food thing, but I was like, I can take enough caffeine. Yeah. Exactly. And and accessories just... To not sleep what, one, and, and build businesses. Yeah. But, well, uh, one monster equals two hours of sleep, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But um, and so I mean, <laughs> and back then, don't get me wrong, I couldn't walk up a flight of stairs. Like I was fat, and but now you know, hey, I'm 308, and but this time around, I've been rolling jujitsu three times a week the whole way up. I've mm. been doing my conditioning. I got a dog now, so I'm walking my dog. How long have you been doing jujitsu right? for? About a year now. Um, Andrea Pavlik and uh, Mars, I can never pronounce his last name. Iron Pole. Um, so oh, they're yeah. over at Wama. They dragged me into it and. They beat the crap out of me. <laughs> when you, when you, yeah, cause I've looked. Uh, I go in Revel- at Revelation Martial Arts. I'm not as consistent as I need to be. So I've been doing a couple months. Well, I guess it's been a year and on and off, but I haven't. I didn't go. The yeah, I'm about the same way. Where it's yeah. kind of you know when life gets busier, you know I stop training three weeks out from competition because I'm not trying to get injured. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I find my it's my, my, my excellent elbows, cardio. My elbows blow up like the holding on to people. So you know what? I, mean, I, I have the same training. issue. Um, yeah. the biggest thing is just to not Hang use on. your strength. 
Yeah, I know that. That's a weird, it's a weird thing, but it's like, I just go in, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to do the technique. If a guy gets on top of me, I'm not going to press him off. Because yeah. I have the same thing where I got major tennis elbow right away, and yeah. I trained no gi, so there's not as much holding on to guys. Well, see, I'm always, I only end up making it for the gi classes. Yeah, so that might be part of it. Um, yeah. But I mean, for me, no gi, like, you're never grabbing anything, and yeah. that's helped the tennis elbow quite a bit. Um, but my cardio has gone through the roof. So, I mean, mm-hmm. the other day I went, and, you know, I was 308, um, fatigued post-competition, and I rolled with Mars for three six-minute rounds with a minute rest each. And yeah. I was, I, like I said, I was dead, yeah. but I could do it. And yeah, that's something I could never dream of doing in the past. No, the cardio is crazy in that. Yeah. And so I, like, I found it was very similar when I was boxing. The cardio yeah, exactly. boxing, we do a one hour class of boxing with our trainer. We would get one minute of water break in the one hour. And you're just, you're, you're fried. Yeah. Um, See, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, when it's it like, a different challenge, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. But I think that people think, okay, well, if I get big and strong and big and heavy, like I'm going to get fat. I mean, you CPAP and stuff. And it's like, I mean, like Tyler, we and I were talking about this beforehand. Like, I don't have a CPAP. Right. I sleep, I sleep great. I mean, maybe I should look at getting a CPAP, but you know, I very rarely snore. I sleep well, um, sleep through the night. Uh, you know, I got metrics on the watch and stuff and they're consistent. So I think like, as long as you're doing it right, you're going to be okay. Yeah. And I guess the other question is, like, you know, how much of a part of your life is this? You know, I mean, for me, like, um, I've just recently decided, like, this is what I'm doing. So, actually, I, I had a little side business building tables and stuff. I, I shut it down. Because, mm. you know, I can't I can't do this when I'm 40, but I can do that. And it's kind of like, okay, well, what – how are you going to align your life to do what you want to do? So, if powerlifting is your thing, find the weight class that you belong in and fill it out. So, right. you're, saying, you're saying moving forward, this is your thing. You want to go more – yeah, well, you it's a, like, there's, there's not an easy way to say this without sounding kind of arrogant, but, like, I played two sports at the national level. I played ultimate frisbee, um, and I played water polo, and then my brother's an Olympic speed skater. Oh, sure. So they're, they're, yeah, so oh, I think, I think I didn't know that. Yeah, actually. so, like, there's, there's some genetic potential right. in the family right. where I'm kind of like, okay, you know, if... Well, I mean, you're 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, you know, like so it's like, definitely some genetic tell me more about genetic potential. <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> but so, you know, it's like, it, if I hit 40 and I didn't, you know, push this, like, I'd regret it. Right. You know, there would be some serious regrets there. Yep. And it's kind of like, you know, maybe maybe things happen, maybe things don't. I don't know. But I, I'm very much enjoying just focusing on being an athlete again. Right. And, I mean, my stress levels are way down. And, obviously, you know, like I said, I put probably 160 pounds on my total in 14 right. weeks. So, by, and that's the thing is that when you when you when you're able to prioritize something like that, I think that, that's that's always worth pointing out too is that um, yeah. you're a young guy with with relatively low restrictions in your life. You don't have a wife or kids or anything, or and you have a job that's nice and steady for you now, so you can start to prioritize training a little more and stuff. Um, I think that it's it's worth pointing that out too is that you've you've made a distinct choice to prioritize training, competing, powerlifting in general, maybe adding the coaching aspect included in that too, so that when people we, you know, you see this all the time when people don't get these like incredible results or what they're looking for and stuff. I think they can look to things like that immediately and be like, "Did you make a, a decision in your life? Like you, like you said, you made a point of quitting a thing that you were very passionate about with the, with the furniture making and stuff, and being like, I'm going to prioritize this other thing.' And I think that most people, if they're, if they're honest with themselves, have never made that choice. They've never decided that this is something that I'm going to prioritize over other things, over um, going out on the weekends, over. Uh, you know, I, oh, well, me and my, me and my, and I, I, don't, I don't mean to make it sound like you, Devin, but me and my family go to the cabin every weekend or whatever, so I can't be training on Saturdays and Sundays, that kind of shit. So it's like, people have this expectation of being like, well, I want to be one of these great, great lifters too, but they don't make these choices that you're making right now. Yeah. And I mean, it's, 
I'm a big believer you can only, I, I've kind of been forced to learn this um, over the last couple of years. Like you can really only do a couple of things and a couple of things well. And if you think that you're going to spread yourself over five, six different endeavors and be better than the person who's doing it in one thing, that's just arrogance. Right. Right. Like if you're saying, oh, well, I can run this business and, you know, do my real estate and, um, you know, I can have a day job and my side job and breed puppies and have a girlfriend. It's like, right. You're oh, not going to beat the guy. I'm summing up my life here. Yeah. <laughs> so aside from breeding dogs, except that's for exactly except for Devin. Devin, yeah, well, yeah, Devin can do you what he wants when he wants. <laughs> Genetic potential. Yeah. Trying to run a job, run real estate, and a family, and a gym. And yeah. oh, I get it. I get. Yeah, I feel yeah, yeah. 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 But you know, it's we like, just met today, by the way. <laughs> yes, exactly. This is actually the first time I've yeah. ever seen Devin face to face. Like, clearly, uh, <laughs> he's never seen me ref a strawman comp and sabotage people. Hey, but um. At the end of the day, right? Like you gotta make decisions. Um, yeah. And I mean, like I know very little about you, but even like I said, like hey, you wanted to do your real estate stuff, right? Yeah. So I mean, something went on the back burner, and I mean, yeah. I'm, and it I'm, was my training, right? And so it was your training. I had this exact conversation yesterday with a guy, and he's like, "Well, like, are you planning on coming back? Are you, you know, you had some potential? Yeah, I don't have the six foot six, but just self skilled enough, I had some potential." And I said, "You know what? I just don't have the mind for it right now. Mm-hmm. My mind is, uh, I'm too focused on." You know, I want I want to get a hundred doors in real estate. I want to have a twenty thirty million dollar in real estate portfolio, and I need to build that because I'm I'm not getting any younger. And I'm like, I don't have the mental capacity right now to push the five days a week, the two hours in the gym, the nutrition, everything that I need that I know I need to make it to the level I need that I would want to be at a strongman because I'm not a guy who's happy. With, like I, I talked to Ty with this too, is I'm not happy with going to competitions and, and getting fourth or fifth place because I didn't put the work in. Mm. That's why I just don't compete. If mm. I can't be at my best, I will not even do it. I think that's a really fair thing to say. Yeah. And I think that, like, the other thing people need to understand, I think, in this whole, like, hustle culture, entrepreneur bro kind of thing, yeah. is, like, if you don't want that, that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. That's the thing. It's okay. It's, and yeah. it, it's so weird now. Like, people look at you weird when you're like, oh, I like my job. I like yeah. my nine to five. Yeah. I like my coworkers. It's like, when did that become a thing to look down on? Right. But now it's like, well, if you're not hustling and you're not doing your polar plunge and you're in France yeah. sauna and your massage gun it's like oh, come on man there's so like, much shaming everybody this guy right this guy in the gym behind us here is a big uh, podcast health guy yeah, <laughs> I mean hey look I, I <laughs> love a good podcast he, yeah? I, I love oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He's, I, I don't tell you all about it but he's yeah like, like, hey, I love a good human I love all those guys but you know it's yeah. like at the end of the day, if I don't get my morning sunlight, it doesn't derail. At the end of the day, day. these guys right. are making their right. living off of telling you that bullshit. Right, and that's and that's yeah. the, people got to keep that in mind. The interesting thing you said about the whole like grind set shit or whatever is yeah. that um, it doesn't account for the fact that it's like not everyone wants a fucking a Bugatti. Not everyone <laughs> wants to. Not everyone wants to live in a fucking mansion. Not everyone wants. To, that's like, exactly it. Not everybody wants to be stressed out and have phone calls at ten o'clock at night to to. To get some lifestyle that they're probably not going to be happy with, right? I, like I've, I've never been driven by finances, yeah. um, probably to to my own detriment, to be honest with you. But like my but brother, are you happy with your current state? No, no, I'm fine with everything. But I could That's probably, what I, mean. you know, I could probably be a little further ahead. But my yeah. my my brother is very much um, like he he works for Hydro. He's younger than me, but he's been very like he he bought a house, he's bought a truck, he's very motivated by the idea of like he works up north so that he can afford to set himself up for this lifestyle that he wants to have. Mm-hmm. And I've just ne- it's just never worked for me that way. My brain's never worked that way. Where I'm I'm perfectly fine with. Uh, having this facility here, you know, I, I make a living, like I'm fine, yeah. but I'm not like out here, like I'm not, I'm not about to buy a truck or anything, Yeah. but I've never been motivated by that. I've never thought to myself, it's like, I have to do more so I can buy the next thing. I just don't really give a fuck about that. No, you're, you're more, you, you're more content with winning titles or having that establishment than, than having the nicest truck or the nicest mm. house. You're not driven by materialistic things in no. a sense. You're driven by titles. You're driven by 
I don't know. Oh. I don't know what you well, but, call I, but I mean, even, even if we're whatever, talking like less strongman stuff, like yeah. I have a, I have a house, I have a woman, I have a dog, we have a good life together. Yeah, I've never found myself being like, oh fuck, like none of this is enough. You know what I mean? Like I just, yeah, I, I need, need, I need, I need more. Bugatti and three more women. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, I just, I just, yeah, don't. And, and I think that's like people just need to be honest with themselves. They're like, look, what do you want? I mean, like, because don't be wrong. Hey, I had that thing. I bought my house. I, I bought my house at twenty four. I think I was. So it's like you know, and I worked a lot. Right. Um, and I, you know, got the place and stuff, but it's like, at a certain point you kind of go like, okay, why am I doing this? You know, right. like, I'm constantly tired. I'm constantly stressed. My youth is, is slipping me by. Um, and I mean, you just got to kind of learn to prioritize stuff. And I mean, like for me now, like I said, I, I'd be completely content to just live in my house and train and do my thing. But you've built that life in those, those early years of working your ass off at 60 hours a week. Absolutely. You, and you, there is you literally value to set that. yourself up to make sure that you can prioritize the training that you can know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I would very say, like, I have, in a way, built the life that I want. You know, there's yeah. things you have to take care of. I mean, I had to gut the place. So there's some debt to take care of yeah. and stuff like that. But, I mean, that's life. Um, yeah. And, I mean, you can complain about it or you can keep trying to push. You can go, you know what? I'm in a pretty good spot. This is my priority. I'm happy. And I yeah. can just chip away at this over here. Yeah. But I think, yeah, like, so many kids now, it's like, oh, like, I want to have the Bugatti and three women. And I want to jet around to Dubai and stuff. And it's like... I mean, people are more focused now on being an influencer and being a YouTuber than they yeah, are right. actually being strong. Yep. Right. But if and if I and if I could play a little bit of devil's advocate with that thing too, I think that it's not like everybody's always saying, you know, like like we, we're all kind of like dancing around that we're talking about like the Andrew Tate sort of figure here, or whatever, right? Yeah. Which but he's it, a disgrace to my name. And then, <laughs> and then, but and he's a guy where it's like he has a very young audience, and while I would agree that like. You know, I, like, I think if you watch this stuff, it can be kind of funny if you watch it with the right sort of perspective, understanding that it's kind of like a, a character more than anything else. But if you watch it and you and they, they said people like a lot of his audience is, is young guys who are certainly not getting like the whole picture from him or like the yeah. right message necessarily and stuff. But I do think there is something too where it's like he is telling people to get up off your ass and do something though, which I think there is like a positive message to some to, to that a little bit too. And same with say like even like Liver King, who's now the fucking disgraced, you know, whatever thing yeah. that he is. There was a message there where inside, like, you know, he also had his, his bullshit he was selling you. But his message was also, like, eat right, workouts, you know, get enough sleep. Like, these are all things that he – live a simple lifestyle, even though he didn't do it himself. But these are all things that I think it's a positive message in the, in general. It's just how it's being received by people is important, too. Yeah, and I mean, I have a whole theory about how this came to start. And like, it goes back to, like, well, when Jordan Peterson kind of first came on the scene. Hmm. And then he gets canceled. Well – it happens with everybody, but it's like, hey, this guy gets canceled. Someone else comes up who's more extreme, and they go, right. well, I liked this guy. He helped me. You canceled him. This guy can't get canceled. Well, he doesn't care. Right. And they go to the more extreme, more extreme, more extreme. Right. Yeah. And it, it's really unfortunate because, I mean, you look at, I mean, look, if you're a young man and you read some basic stoicism, maybe listen to a Jocko or whatever, it's like you're going to get a pretty balanced view of life. Yeah. You know, but when you start listening to these guys like Andrew Tate, I mean, like I like Alex Hormozzi, but even some of the stuff he says is a little out there. It right? is, yeah. You know, it's like, and there's one thing he's like, oh, slaves worked 18 hours a day. And it's like, I get where you're coming from in context, buddy, but yeah. we live in a sound, sound clip era, right? Right. I know you're saying like, hey, I want to work all the time, so that's how I remind myself. But then people take that as that's how everyone should take it. Right, yeah. yeah. But the other thing, too, is like, no one knows how to think critically anymore. Like, no one can have a conversation and just disagree and go their separate ways no, they can't. Right, no. and so that's the thing where people just dive into these gurus yeah and they end up i mean even you look at the training methodologies i mean you got the rpe versus the west side versus right. every different way they yeah. want to train right. i mean people are so unwilling to open their minds up to different things and like i said i mean even go back to athletes trying strongman from a powerlifting side right it's like 
Nothing wrong with taking an off season and building some mass, building some strength. No. Nope. But people are so scared to do it. Yeah, we have a we have a, a Anna who everyone knows from her strongman stuff. She was fucking crushing it last year. Um, she's coming from a, a, a weightlifting background, and she got a lot of flack from weightlifters for doing strongman. I believe that. Yeah, and it's just because it's a very purist sort of sport, right? So yeah. they they're very uh, they're very whatever. Um, but she took a lot of flack for doing strongman, and then she comes back and she's. Better than she was when she left weightlifting, having not done weightlifting. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's something to be said for just being, she's a young woman who's just getting generally stronger. She's able to pick something up and move something. Because there's something like, uh, someone told me that that JF says there's a big difference between picking up a weight and moving with the weight. You know, it takes a real strength to be able to to pick up and move with a weight that you were able to just pick up before. Yeah. Um, And so if you can build your kind of like, that's sort of like that multi... um, dimensional you know what i mean like like you're moving around you're picking up things in weird places you haven't before you're picking up odd odd implements you're picking up things further in front of you i just don't understand how that couldn't make you a generally better powerlifter athlete weightlifter whatever it might be like if you're just stronger you're stronger it's not you're not taking away anything from that well and that's exactly it too right and i mean i've been very lucky i say lucky but the other thing too is i've always diversified my training and i've always played recce sports and had physical jobs you know i said moving and stuff i've never had a lifting related injury right um i've had you know one slight back tweak just because a a work truck that had no suspension hit a bad pothole but nothing lifting related Mm. um i mean you know hey my brother same thing hasn't really had any major injuries he's got a nagging back issue it's genetic um, but I mean, he played pretty much every sport under the sun right up until grade 12 and he was kind of forced to specialize. Right. Uh, you know, I played every sport under the sun through high school. And I mean, like I said, I think there's a lot to be said for not specializing early. Right. There's a lot Absolutely. of research about this with, you know, hockey kids and other people. It's like, they play triple athletes, A everything. Yeah. Athletes yeah. who play triple A everything tend to go better once they do specialize in something. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're a kid and you're doing gymnastics, you can't tell me that's not going to translate over into being a better hockey player, a better basketball player. Right. I have a kid at my gym. He triple A hockey, triple A baseball. Uh, he played a bunch of different sports, and then finally grade 10, 11, he specialized. Kid, now I have to really for for uh, scholarship for scholarship he, purposes. He, he went you into something, yeah, and he was a pitcher too, a uh, pitcher and a catcher, and he specialized now. Um, he's a catcher, and he's down south, and he just he's he's getting some huge offers. Um, for some high-end colleges, universities for for baseball, and um, there's a good chance he'll make major leagues. Yeah, and it was all. But he, when he was in high school and middle school, he played everything possible. The guy was always in the gym and always doing shit. And, the, and there's and something we said about that. The thing, the the issue with that too is that Devin also specified to becoming a catcher, but he did it so late in life <laughs> that it was just it, it was hardly worthwhile anymore at that point. You know what I mean? It was a little past his prime. That's why they gave me the pink mic. Oh, there <laughs> we go. Yeah. Um, but what I want to get into a little bit too, Devin, uh, uh, speaking of this novice competition that we have coming up, why don't yep. we get, the, why don't we get the weights banged out on here and we'll, we'll post them on Manitoba Strongman, yep. but they'll be up today. You get us a little sneaky. Yesterday. Oh, well then you, then you won't get a preview on here, but we'll talk about the weights. Yeah, anyway. you know, I'll put them out on Thursday. Okay. We're going to come out after this podcast has been up for a few hours. So if you listen yep. to this first, you get a little bit of a sneaky preview of the weights. All right. So we got the weights figured out for the log, dead farmers, stairs, sandbags. Yep. Um, luck, this is our first novice show. We have four divisions. Yeah, so yeah. that's exciting. We got yes. a teen woman, we got some, or teen girls, whatever I call woman, but uh, teen boys, women, and men. So there's only open categories. We actually got teens this year. First time Manitoba that I don't as far back as I can remember, we've never had a teenager compete. Uh, not that I'm aware of. Not besides like uh, you know deadlift for dreams type stuff. Whatever, yes, but. yeah, but in Strawman, I don't think we have. Nope, not that I'm aware um, of. So that's exciting. Um, so you're going to get a first-hand look at these weights, and they're going to be way too late for you, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> you so I really I'm just hope, here because Gord told me to. I really <laughs> hope you take the confidence from lifting these lightweights and join our, re- our regional shows this year. That's the plan, honestly. Good, good. Okay, so for log press, um, 
teen woman gonna go or teen girls? Is it girls? Girls, teen, teen girls, teen girls, teen girls, teen um, boys. Yeah, we're gonna do fifty-five pounds clean and press reps. Really? Um, I think that should be attainable. I think so too. Um, that should be really good. The teen boys, we're gonna do seventy-five pounds clean and press reps. Okay. Uh, the woman, eighty-five pounds clean and press reps. We up to five pounds from last year. Yep. Because last year we had no zeros, so bump it up let's just a little bit. Run it up yeah. a little bit. Uh, man, we're uh, bumped up a little. We're gonna do one sixty clean and press reps. So okay. it'll be a cardio run for. Yep. So that's for the and this, that's the interesting thing about a novice competition is that there's really there's going to be people who are truly like novices to even like training. Yes. And that's the the one end of the spectrum. And then there's people who are novices to strongman but are yeah. very experienced lifters. Yes. So it'll be a very different competition for those people, and that's absolutely so fine. So that's the thing about our novice show. My novice show, or obviously, it's just training on novice show is designed to get the beginner lifters who are like, hey, what is strongman about? I haven't been in the gym long. I just want to you know, and maybe give them that bug and. To get in there and get training more. You know, th- this was fun. I can, you know, in three, five, six years, I can be really good at this. Right. Um, I know the SCC novice category weights are higher than this, so they recommend higher for this. But this isn't an SCC show. This is an unsanctioned uh, yep. Devin and Tyler show. And this is literally to get the new athletes that are just starting the gym, build some confidence, get into get into, get into a good, fun group of people. Right. So just as an actual novice myself, I was asking Tyler about yeah. straps, for example. So, I mean... Um, for the clean and press, there is it a clean and press every time, or is it clean once and then just nope, press? Clean and press, clean and press every, every so time. Clean yeah. press, yeah. drop, clean yeah, and press, we, drop. We can also go over the rules a little bit too, I guess. Yeah. Here, so it'll be clean yeah. and press every time. Yeah. Um, no strap. You can strap, just not strap on. <laughs> there you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's very, 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 very important. important special. <laughs> don't, don't worry. I'm sure we'll hear that exact joke from Devin multiple <laughs> times in the competition. <laughs> uh, okay. So that we, uh, we, yeah. So we're, when we when we pick these weights, we keep it in mind that we're trying to introduce new people and at the same time, like like Devin said, people who are new to this, the idea of training. Yeah. And also people who are just kind of being like, hey, I've done I've done something else for a while, but I've not I've not done this, so yeah. I want to give this a shot too. So log press will be 60 second clean and press reps. Um, same old way for the down command. Uh, it's pretty simple. It'll be cleaned down to uh, we'll have we'll have the mats. I'll probably get you to bring your bells of steel mats yeah, yeah, yeah. so we can do head to head. Shouts out bells of steel again. Yeah, shout to them. They helped sell big times for yeah, nationals. For nationals. <laughs> Huge man. Those we guys can't say enough wonders. good things about yeah. bells of steel. Um, so for the the teen, they'll probably be uh, the eight inch log I have, the red ones I made. Uh, the woman will have the ten inch log, and the men will have the eleven inch recorder. There you go. Someone called me. It's not twelve. But yeah, it's eleven inch recorder. You dick. Who, who called you out on that? I don't freaking know. They're the guys who probably measure their dick from the underneath. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. so then there's that, and then there's the <laughs> axle wagon wheel deadlift. Yes. Um, the teen girls, 155 pounds for reps. Uh, the teen uh, teen boys, 215 for reps. Uh, the woman, we're going to run 225, and the man is going to be 455. There you go. So big jump there um, in terms of that. For the man, but... It's 45. What, what, what are 14 inches? Like, that's a high From pick. From a high pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, and you're allowed strapping. Yeah. Um, be smart. Look up some videos on how to strap on an axle so you're not losing your grip and failing your straps, Patrick Gregoire style. <laughs> it, it is worth pointing out that your regular straps may or may not work on an axle. So make sure you yeah. figure that out. And if that is all you have is regular straps and you're like, shit. Send me a message. I can show you a little trick on the regular straps and how to at least help make it work. There you go. Figure eights yeah. allowed? Yeah. yeah. Figure awesome. eights are allowed. Yeah, we'll be using SCC rules for it. So figure eights, grip shirts if you want to. Yeah. Although I would not recommend spending money on things you don't already have for this competition. Yeah, no. Don't, it, it's, yeah. Same thing. 60 seconds for reps. Wait for the down command. Make eye contact with my right eye. And uh, <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're going to up commands. Not at this level. It's not I don't think so. No. You can do tight. Because you're not getting a bounce over those steel wheels. Mm, TBD. Yeah, we'll, we'll, say, we'll say TBD because then we might have to. 
<laughs> get like a thousand reps for these fucking guys. Yeah, we'll see. We'll I, I, I want to we'll see fi- someone puke from reps. We'll say we'll say probably <laughs> probably no up command, but we're not sure. Yeah. Uh, next up, farmer walk. Um, it's gonna be 120 feet, 130 give or take. My turf 70 feet, so we got to run. There and back, it'll be drop and turn. We're not going to do turn on pylons. I'm um, not at that level. It's just a little too wobbly on the knees. Yeah, I'm fine. Um, not looking at the field. So drop and pick. Um, same thing, 60 seconds. Uh, the girls, 75 pounds. Uh, the teen boys, 100 pounds a hand. Uh, the women were doing 110 a hand, and the men were doing 210 a hand. Love it. 207. So I'm going to do my farmer's empty. Okay, love That'd it. Be perfect. Um, like I said, these for the, there's, there's going to be a couple of the guys, cardio event. Um even some of the girls, I'm sure, will have some girl stuff that'll be like, okay, this is, but it is what it is. It's then the people who are like, I hope they build such confidence at this shit. They're like, man, I'm yeah. the bestest. And then they come to regional show. Yeah, absolutely. And get spanked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, then um, sandbag to uh, sled. Yep. Um, that's going to be a little trick when I got to exact get the sandbags ready. But Just, just uh, give issues. Yeah, teen girls were looking around 75 pounds the first bag, 100 pounds the second bag. Um, the boys will be around 100 to 150 is what I'm thinking. Um, they'll probably be very similar to the woman. We're going to run 100 to 150 for the woman. Mm-hmm. And then the men, um, I'm still up in the air about that. I was thinking like 200 and 250. 200 might be a bit aggressive. I think the, uh, I was thinking somewhere in the range of both bags being be- between like 180 and 225. Yeah, so we might be 175, 225. Yeah, I think yeah, that'd be reasonable. Give or take, yeah. So that'll be what that is. Um, that'll be pick up the bag, run 30 feet, drop on the sled. And it's, it's got to be controlled because if it falls off the sled, you got to put it back you on. you got to reload it. So it's actually, and the sleds are kind of shitty. So have fun <laughs> with that. Um, then it'll be run back 30 feet, grab another bag, run back, drop it, and then drag it back. And then drag the sled. Um, we might even do something dumb. I've been thinking about it now as we run, but might even do something dumb like 30, 30, 30, 30, except your back drag is 60 feet. Yeah, sure. I'm fine with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah make, make, make it so it's an extended run for the back drag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then just, idea. and then run like we never have, but get you used to what a 90 second medley feels like. Yeah. Because in, in the retail comps, it's 90 seconds for medleys. And if you, uh, if Beakley were here to tell you, uh, max back drag. Sometimes they'll take every second of that fucking 90 it's seconds. It's disgusting, yep. yeah. So then power stairs should be nine stairs, three each. Um, the girls, we're going to do 75, 100, 125. Sure. Um, boys, 100, 150. We might drop that a bit. I have 100, 150, 200. That might be a bit high. Might be a little high, but we'll see. Yeah. yeah, we'll pull. I mean, yeah. I don't. I doubt very much that anybody has power star implements to practice with at home, so yeah. it'll. Be- it might not be in like ninety because we because we're plate loaded these ones. Uh, I might do ninety, one thirty five, one eighty. That seems reasonable. Um, just a plate each. I think is really reasonable. Um, the woman, uh, one twenty five, one fifty, one seventy five, mm-hmm. and then the man. Um, Tyler told me Dallas down. I had it, I had it up there. I was- <laughs> he had a, he had a, he had it almost matching with what I did at the, at the last pro show that I did last what? year <laughs> for, for this novice competition. Very, done, very <laughs> polite. Very my kind. first comp, I did the five fifty. I'm like, why can't everybody else do that shit? Sorry, um, man, not everyone's the 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 uh, power stairer that you are. Yeah, um, three hundred, three thirty, three sixty. I'm thinking for the open men's. Sweet. Somewhere else there. So that's going to be the comp. That'll be a sixty second timeline as well. Um, that'll be fun. How does yeah, weight sound? The yeah. deadlift like four for five. That's going to be easy for you. But how many reps can you do? Who knows? Like I said, I and how many times you're not going to wait for the down command and lose your reps? <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, Coach drilled it in very early. You don't you don't move until someone says <laughs> good. something. That's good, because um, we have a lot of guys. I like mean, well, because I think Ladanian's doing it too, right? Ladanian is doing it too. So you got a couple of really strong pullers. Yeah, there's, in there. there's a few guys that'll be really good, and I'm looking forward to seeing on it. I know of three like I, that I would classify as good: Ladanian, you, my brother-in-law Brian. Yeah, um, are three big guys. Brian, too. He's not Brian's six two. Is Bert? Is Bert doing it? Who? Bert. I don't know. He was talking I, about he it. He said he was going to do it because I, I put up that I was doing it and he 
he mentioned he was looking forward to competing with me. Good. Oh, okay. So I think I think Bert's signed Good. up. It's going to be fun. Like, we're going to have guys that are, but then it's going to matter of who can be controlled, right? Uh, yep. on, on a 455 for reps, if you know I can get 30 reps, but can you get your 20 reps waiting for your down command and being smart enough to lock on weight? The guys who rush it, lose a rep, could literally lose the event. Right, yeah. So it comes down to being technical. Yep. Yeah, I mean, first well, you, you miss a very rep. Hard. Yeah, you miss a rep, and yeah. I mean, that gets in your head, right? Even log press. Who was it? Uh, Jesse Morrison posted. Um, picture of his log press like I actually didn't get this rep because I didn't wait for the, down, wait command. the down command <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Nazi that way I take reps away all the time and, and I'll do it at a novice comp too because you need to be ready for the yeah, we, we, we try to we try to walk a fine line between understanding that people in novice comps are obviously beginners and also yeah. wanting them to understand that how the sport works too right because yeah. you can't you know, you wouldn't go to a, a beginner's basketball game and they're going to let you fucking double dribble all over the place. Yeah, only the NBA lets you travel and double dribble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, only fake <laughs> basketball. Yeah. yeah. But I've been I mean, watching those clips. That is some horrible shit. There's the some runs. awful stuff that's going on. But I mean, honestly, and like, and it, you know, one quick thing is like, if you're a powerlifter at a competition, let the spotters take the weight from you. Yeah, you know, we ran. You don't, when they, someone says, "Hey, racket," oh, great. we don't ran our own camera back. in the battery dead. We even brought our own oh, camera, geez. guys. That's how bad we are. But you know what? It's not the end of the world because we're running right at the end of the episode, anyways. Yeah. Okay, so for comps coming up, novice show, uh, April 6th, right? April, April. Max Log. Oh, sorry, Max Log, yeah. <laughs> My bad. I'm like, what do you mean it's not April 6th? Uh, in, in, uh, in March here, March 17th, I ain't got uh, Iron Age here. Um, Tyler's putting on the log seminar yet, yeah, right? this weekend. Is it this weekend? Yeah. Are you doing the Saturday or the Sunday? Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, Tyler's doing, uh, it's a free drop-in, right? Yes, it's absolutely free. This Sunday at 10 a.m. I was going to do Saturday, but there's a weightlifting meet on Saturday, so I'm going to that instead. Yeah. Thank you. This Sunday at 10 a.m., I'll be doing a free just beginner's log uh, seminar here. Anybody who wants to learn the implement is more than welcome to come down. The only catch is that you have to be either competing or at least donating to the charity log competition. Yep. No, and there's, that, that's exactly how it should be. Yeah. So, so that's, get, that's the only rule. Any, anybody yeah. else is welcome. We got that. Uh, April 6th, we got the Novice Comp Training Grounds. Uh, registration will probably close in about a week and a half. I'll put that out there in the post on Thursday with the weights. Yeah. Just because we want to get the shirt order in and stuff. Yep, yep, um, yep. Speaking of shirt order, I'm still waiting on a, some stuff for record breakers and nationals. A couple of girls that I still owe shirts to, so they are coming. I know they hit me up again. Yeah, you guys have had some challenges with shirts. So. We've had fucking challenges. <laughs> yeah, we've <laughs> had, yeah, yeah, we're using somebody else moving forward. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm still working on that. And, and I could get these record breaker shirts from a different venue, but... Then I gotta pay for all the setup fees. No, this motherfucker is gonna get us those yeah, goddamn so shirts. He'll, he'll get it for us. Um, so we had that one. Uh, then we roll into Tolstoy in May. Um, May twenty fifth. May twenty yep. fifth and Tolstoy, Manitoba. Way out, man. That town is huge. Yeah. Seven houses, one bar. Yeah. You you won't believe it. The hustle and bustle of Tolstoy until you see it for yourself. Bring your passport. Shoot over the border right away. Yeah, that's true. Get yeah. some cheap chocolate bars. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, that's gonna be a great show. Following that, yeah, that will be a really. And there will be show. a barbecue truck there again. There's, yeah. there's all sorts. It's of It's a shit different there, sort of feel there because we're we compete on a on a on a grass field, which yeah. is worth uh, keeping in mind for competitors. Yeah. Um. And on June 8th, we have the the return and debut, the return of Manitoba Strongest Man and Woman, and the debut of it in Morris, Manitoba, as part of Rumble in the Valley. Yes. Last year, Rumble in the Valley was fucking awesome. Jeffers. Dude, and, we had. I want to say. 300 Probably, two, 300 people yeah. if not more people yeah. watching jeffers came in and put on a put on a bit of a show for everybody it was nice and fun and this year we're gonna we're gonna see if anybody can take the title of manitoba strongest man yeah. for me there's a couple guys in my head that i'm thinking of right now that could really give me a run for my money and i'm not taking anything for granted with that one i'll tell you that that'll be andrew's big show to come out that'll be yeah absolutely maybe, maybe uh, by, when is that june, june 8th. 8th 
Yeah, that could work. Maybe by then, yeah, right? Maybe, just yeah, get over. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. by then we have more threats. You come to here, the... I'll show you some tricks to be Tyler. I've never beat him. But I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll show me all the tips. <laughs> Starts with cutting his Achilles tendon. There's a yeah. Trip like... him on the farmers. Let him drop it on his foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that will that will be effective. Gimli dude, style, dude. dude my my uh, still messed up from that. It, when I when I was in Cuba, I felt bad for. That. And I would walk through the water. Like the pressure of the water, I could feel it on that spot. Like, I uh, like something definitely didn't heal there or, or something. I, I'm still aware of it to this day, which is strange. Stupid <laughs> training grounds. <laughs> yeah, goddamn. <laughs> goddamn, you madness for madness. And you fucking. And he even said, Dev, we should be feeding those things. So people don't drop. I'm like, I've never dropped the phone around my foot. <laughs> <laughs> and Magnus told that, Dev, we should let my Magnus don't tell him what to do. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, yeah, Magnus what, for Magnus. What do you know, four time world's strongest <laughs> man? Come oh, tell me how to goodness. run a comp. Um, and uh, we. Should we announce the provincials? Yeah, let's roll. Let's roll right in. Yep. Okay, we thought that it was going to be somewhere else, and we're still going to be talking to that place about doing something with them. So hope is not lost for it to be in a new uh, this, competition this has in a new to be city. One hundred percent confirmed yet, like with the one we're announcing. Okay. But it's looking like let's let's put it out there so people can start to plan for it. Winkler Harvest Festival is looking to be our provincials. Yes. They're interested. They uh, Ryan Fraze, yeah. great great uh, guy there at Forest Gym in Winkler. Yeah. He's been in talks with them and. Uh, we had said we had our provincials kind of locked down. We weren't sure, and they had asked, what can we do to get provincials? And it looks like, I have to confirm with Ryan yet, um, but we are, we're hoping provincials will be the, you know, it's the second weekend in August, which yes. is actually prime, prime time yeah. um, to, to host the provincials. Yep. It gives you lots of time to prep internationals. Um, yeah. That's exciting. Because we lost the Gruntle show this year, yeah. which is why Mansfield Strong's man and woman is moving to Rumble. Yeah. At Rumble, I, I just messaged Brian last night again. I was talking to Tyler last night, and... Uh, Brian's pumped. He's like, Devin, can yeah. I lock this down? I want to put out advertisements. Yeah. Especially, and their big thing is Patrick is local there. Right. In, it was St. Jean and Morris. So, so it'll be really, extra sweet when I yeah, fucking spank yeah. him there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Go sure they want the title more. back there. <laughs> yeah. Bring the title home to Morris, Manitoba. Yeah. I like it. And I guess technically it's a pro-am because you and Dan are pros. So it is still yeah, pro-am. It, no, it's not technically yeah. anything. It's pro-am. It is, yeah. So it's, it's going to be cool. Um, I wouldn't say SEC has to do pro-am rules. I'm not, whatever. It used to be if you if you beat a pro on a show, I thought you got your pro status. No, it, it used to be you had to beat a certain number of pros, yeah. and you had to also get a, uh, a, a certain placing or something. I don't, and I don't now, know. now it has to be. Like, that's what I did to get my fifty percent right? of the pros show us to be pro, and then you got to also place like top three or something like that or top four. I, you know, I don't hate and it. And it's, it's not it's not bad. I think it's I think it's good to keep it so that you really have to work. But for I those haven't seen a pro am show. Maybe I'm just still pissed off about our pro am last year, but. But it's like we were saying about those qualifying totals, right? It's like keep that elite yeah. level harder to get that, to. No, right? if, if anyone can roll in and get a pro yeah. card, then what's being a pro card mean, yeah. right? So that's going to be our shows. And the last one of the year is going to be Deadlift for Dreams, which I really hope everybody in the Strongman community jumps on board. I hope the MPA yeah. listens to this, gets a lot more guys on board. Yeah, We're setting some lofty goals. Deadlift Dreams, that's, that's Beeks's, but he's gone. He's gone off the cliff. He died. Um, I wasn't there to catch him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah he was too busy catching bars, and dick pics, um, <laughs> catching all the dick pics. <laughs> but that's a great show, and we're big supporters of that on the show. Yes, absolutely. Um, that's I'm excited for that. That's yeah, that's the highlight of the year always. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Um. So that's we got to make big shout out to our sponsor. Yeah, please. Jeremy Weintz, Realtor. Yeah. Realtor, I can't say the other thing. Just some logistic shit with that. Um, oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Make sure to hit up our boy, um, our one and only sponsor so far. He's big, huge advocate of the show. He's all we need. Um, literally, I talked to him on the way to the show today. Did you? Yeah. He called me on the way. And I, I'm not lying when I say this. He literally called me on the way. Devin, I just sent you a bunch of houses. 
<laughs> I know Jeremy. I looked at the offense briefly. He's like, and then, and then he's analyzing for them. Devin, I looked at these. I think there's potential in this one. These are the these are the comparables. That if you if you run with this, I think you can do it. I think you're capable of this. Uh, Jeremy, I gotta hit the podcast. I'll call you, <laughs> I'll call you later, buddy. But he's got it all analyzed. I know, and stuff I know and you're trying to make me a ton of money, but I have to go do my dumb little <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I gotta do the thing that costs me fifty bucks an episode <laughs> to put on. <laughs> but so, uh, hit so, him up, guys. I'm telling you, it's. it's yeah, I haven't met a realtor yet that's that's above this guy. He's a fucking um, man. Only been in a couple of years, three, four years, but you'd, you'd think he'd been there for a lifetime with the effort he puts in. Great. So Love it. Okay, um, we'll pretty much put a button on it there. Registration is open up. Are we is Tulsa open or not yet? No, but we can open that. Once we close the novice in cool. a week and a half, we'll open Tulsa. Noted. Okay, so yeah. right now you can register up until the novice competition. Um, hit me up if you want to do the, the charity log one. Hit me or Devin up if you want to do the novice competition. Uh, hit up Andrew if you need coaching for powerlifting or a world-class spotter. Also, He's he said he does not open picks, so make sure you send the pick as a message that's already open. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then you'll yeah. get it through in his DMs. Yeah, yeah that's made, where everyone made the mistake. Find, say, find a new, more no creative option. method of sending in pictures yeah. of your penis. It's actually kind of a letdown that people are just letting that stop them. Don't yeah, like there's there's other like, ways, guys. I like, want to see some commitment here. Yeah, we're, talk, like, we're talking about open this hustle grind set shit, and you need to try harder if you want Andrew to see your penis. Yeah, like... It's 2024. Figure it out. But in all seriousness, um, how can people get a hold of you if they want to start uh, get, getting, improving their road down powerlifting, starting the road down powerlifting? How do you get a hold and of you? Honestly, the best thing to do is just check the Instagram. It's at uh, L-A-N-G-E-L-A-A-R uh, underscore S-C. And then uh, I got a link in the bio there with the intake form. I um, kind of stole that idea from Thrones where, hey, you know, tell me what you've done because otherwise we're going to have 17 emails going back and forth before right. I figure out what you've actually done. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the best way to do it. You know, I check my Instagram pretty regularly. Um, or you can email Andrew at ironimage.ca. There we go. There you have it. Um, follow all the Instagram. Do all the stuff you're supposed to do to make this uh, a nice, successful show. Share. Comment. Comment our shit. Have some interaction on YouTube. Yeah. On the old YouTube. Yeah. Like, um, comment, subscribe. Yeah. yeah exactly. Comment, subscribe. Yeah. That's a big thing. Subscribe. Follow the Whiskey Tango podcast uh, YouTube page. That's where we run off of their producer or our studio. So follow that. Um, give us some love. Get us over 500 views. Com- us- comment who looks the most who looks the most jacked in this video. Let's, let's start. Let's start a vote at the. Let's start a vote in oh, the, the comment black, section. Black thinning. They're not going to see my bicep. That's why you look small. Oh, I was it's wondering why you look so fucking shirts. small. It's because of the shirts. Under Armour shirt you're wearing. Oh, for the tight black sake. T-shirt. Because under this armor. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> under Armour. Is this guy crossfitter? Yeah. yeah. Must be. All right. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Thanks, guys, thanks guys for watching, and we'll see. Oh, thanks again to Andrew for dropping in, yeah, and we'll see you guys, guys next time from the Iron Age facility in Winnipeg.